This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employers respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, We've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. There's a lot happening these days. But I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters, without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. During most of the Taijino scandal, the other two members of the group, DJ Two Cuts and Mithra Jin, had been away serving their mandatory military service. This meant that Epic High was more or less on hiatus. It also meant that Tableau was left to deal with everything on his own. So, in November of 2011, he released a solo album, Fever's End. That was my first and last. Yeah. I never released another solo album because um, art's not worth that much suffering. Mm-hmm. I will do a song here and there maybe, mm-hmm. but I enjoy just doing music with my group because like, I don't want music to be that kind of experience for me again. Music critics were praising the album. It was raw, it was unfiltered, it was a little like reading from Tableau's journal. And you could tell through the music that he was going through something terrible. My dad had always said that he like he was happy when I came back with my solo album and I was starting to make music again. But he said, like, why'd you make 
such sad songs. And that kind of stuck with me. So there's sort of an aside here. In English, Tableau's album is called Fever's End. But the Korean title is Yalgul, which literally translates out to Fever Flowers. That doesn't really make any sense in English, but it's a phrase that Korean people use for the spots in your skin that show up when your fever is broken and it's at its absolute worst. And in a sort of poetic sense, it's like a sign that things can only get better from there. And that was the kind of hope that Tableau's dad had for him. That everything he was feeling now was a sign that the worst was behind him. That he should move on from Taijinyo and be happy. But in a matter of months, the man who told him that, his father, suddenly passed away. What was the funeral like? I know that the family was close to me. Mithrogen, the other rapper in Epic High. Mithra said that he'd never gone to a funeral of a close friend before. He used to see Tableau's father a lot, and he wanted to comfort Tableau, but he didn't really know how. This was also the first time in a long time that all three members of the group were in one room together. What was he like when you got there? Oh, Two cuts, the DJ of the group. Two cuts said that he was mad at himself. Epic High had always been there for each other, but his being away in the military meant that he couldn't. And he felt like that had put a burden on Tableau. And this is real. I've seen footage of the funeral. Mithra and Two Cuts are by Tableau's side. They helped carry the casket. Tableau's wife and his mom are also there. And everyone looks incredibly sad. But the way Tableau looked was different. People had seen Tableau sad before. He cried in the documentary when he went to Stanford. It was something beyond just sadness. He looks numb. My dad died of this. And I don't even know what this is. Uh, they killed him. I'm 100% sure of that. Tukuts and Mithra agree with Tableau that this death was because of what Tajino had done. They wanted to give Tableau time to heal from everything. Music was the last thing on their minds. Right after my dad passed away, uh, like two, three days after I went into the studio and made an album with Epic High. It's hard to imagine the same three friends who were just at a funeral going into a studio days later to make music. But for Tableau, this was the only way he knew how to cope. Epic High was finally back in the studio working on music again, doing the thing that brought them together in the first place. And it got them to this point. Then a few months later, the album dropped. And it was not what people expected. The album was called 99. It was a full 180 from Fever's End. And that was on purpose. 
So those two albums coupled together are like a perfect uh, like documentation of like what must be going through someone's head when they experience something like really difficult and then try everything possible to like escape it or to avoid it. On 99, Tableau and Epic High tried to bottle his dad's optimism and reclaim the time and the energy and the youth that they lost in that scandal. But moving on wasn't going to be so easy, partially because the conspiracy had become bigger than Tableau. Even though the Taijinyo Forum was now relatively small, their model for organizing followers was spreading. Taijinyo didn't get what they wanted, but they did set a blueprint of how a small rumor can start online and transform into a global movement. It also became a test case for the legacy of our lives online, how we all have to reckon with whatever we do lasting forever on the internet. And maybe, if we'd been paying attention, Tableau's story could have acted as a warning sign for all of us. From Vice and iHeart, this is Authentic. I'm Dexter Thomas. Episode 8, Fever Flowers. When Epic High's album came out in October of 2012, Tableau's fans and his record label were not happy. Our core fans hated it. They say that it's the worst album I've ever made. And coming right after Fever's End, they can't believe it. Right? They can't believe it's the same person. Epic High 좋아하던 사람들이 좋아하는 가사가 있고 분위기가 있고 색깔이 있는데 그런 것들을 다 반대로 하는 앨범이기 때문에 사람들이 처음에 굉장히 뭐라고 했어요. Two Cuts says the fans didn't like their album because it was different from what people were expecting. Before this, Epic High was known for being subversive. This is the group that got banned from radio airplay for lyrics criticizing society too directly. And they weren't just reckless. They had lyrics about religion and depression and things that everyday Korean kids were going through. But 99 was none of that. I didn't want to talk about anything introspective because I had so many things that would, you know, may possibly destroy me again, right? If I started thinking. Mm-hmm. So all, all these songs are just... Really, really teen pop almost. I think I just kind of wanted to avoid it. But I also had to make that album to survive. Part of that survival meant getting back to public life. Slowly. At first, Tableau stayed away from any deep interviews. And he was really hesitant about live TV. If you did see him on TV, it was almost definitely a pre-recorded performance. He still wasn't sure if he could handle the pressure. And he really wasn't interested in going back to being all over the media again. But then, by sheer accident, things changed. Epic High had just started doing concerts again. And? In China, we, were, we did a show. And afterwards, uh, we were having a drink. And I tried to jump kick Mithra. <laughs> I slipped on an ice cube. 
landed on my shoulder, instantly broke it. Oh my God. Uh, very bad, like just bones shattered. Tableau was rushed to a nearby hospital and they put him on some pretty serious painkillers. And then at that moment, out of all times, he got a proposal. And then we're rolling me into the surgery and my manager's like, you know, this show came in and I'm like, do, do you have to choose now? Like, <laughs> I don't know what you're saying. He's like, we have to give him an answer like now. And I was like, okay, whatever. Yeah, just do it. And then I came out and I had agreed to do this show. <laughs> And that is how Tableau ended up on The Return of Superman in 2013. This was a reality TV show where celebrity dads are left alone with their kids for a couple days while their wives take some time off. The whole premise is low-key kind of sexist, but the idea was that dads would probably struggle with basic household tasks or talking to their kids, and so it would be funny. But for Tableau, it didn't quite work out that way. Because he has a really good relationship with his daughter. The show was a big step for Tableau because he still wasn't really comfortable with being famous. But having his family there made things easier. And actually, his interaction with his daughter ended up being one of the most memorable parts of the show. There's this one scene from 2015. Haru's showing off her stuffed animals. She's got horses and a zebra, and she's explaining to Tableau that each one of them represents a different member of the family. So Tableau asks, okay, is the entire family there? And Haru says, yes. And Tableau says, well, where's the grandpa? The camera pans over to Haru, and she says, grandpa? Grandpa's gone to heaven, and there's this silence. And then, totally unprompted, Haru gets up and hugs her dad. This show brought in a whole different audience. People who might not be interested in Tableau's music, or even his grades at Stanford, but interested in him as a dad. I didn't show my daughter's face for like three years. I was very private after, you know, sheltering them for so long and trying to hide them. And it's weird watching this show because you realize how much time had passed. Remember, the first time that Tableau realized something was wrong was when Taijinho members started tweeting at him when he posted a picture from the hospital when his baby was born. That baby was now walking around and talking on TV. And Tableau was now in his 30s. And he was just straight up a different person. I often feel like we are always watching celebrities suffer something and get crushed by it. We don't ever really get a chance to see like chapter two of that life. At least in my mind, dedicated my career to, to showing that, to showing how there is possibility of a great chapter two if you don't let chapter one be the end, right? And really, this chapter two of Tableau's career looks pretty good. In 2013, Epic High celebrated being around for a decade. 
Over the next few years, they went on tour, and they even made it back to the States. They not only hit up South by Southwest, but they got on stage at Coachella. Tableau stopped going on the return of Superman in 2015, but then he joined a different program, a rap competition show called Show Me the Money, where Tableau was a producer. Throughout their career, Epic High has released 10 studio albums. And in that time, they've collaborated with some major artists, not just in Korea, but from all over the place. BB Joe, Joey Badass, Eric Nam, Dumbfounded, Gallant, the list just goes on. In the relatively short history of Korean hip-hop, Tableau and Epic High are now elder statesmen. And their music has been massively influential for the younger generation of Korean musicians, including what might possibly be the biggest band in the world, BTS. BTS's RM and Suga have both spoken pretty openly over the years about being inspired by Epic High. And even though their group is known for K-pop, they are influenced by lyrical hip-hop that directly speaks to broader issues, which is what Epic High has been doing since day one. And Yoongi and RM have said that Epic High's song, Fly, is the thing that made them want to try rap. But if you ask Tableau about all this, he's a little shy. I'm sure they would have discovered music. They're obviously um, in love with it. Mm -hmm. And they would have become musicians regardless it's still gotta be wild to hear that though i think what's most flattering though Mm. is that their lyrical content and what they're trying to do through music Mm -hmm. just trying their best to be like a good influence i'm certain that now kids are listening to bts the way they were listening to epic high right and sheer amount of kids has exponentially grown Mm -hmm. And one of those kids are going to do something cool, too. Tableau and Epic High have come a long way from couch surfing and struggling to pay for dinner. They have a real legacy now, even if Tableau doesn't quite know what that means for him personally. And also, like, I feel like hip hop in Korea is so young Mm -hmm. that it's just weird to already, like, have our Mount Rushmore, you know? We'll be right back. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. 
Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. I bet you're smart. Yeah, and you like to hold your own in the group chat. We can help you drop even more knowledge. My name is Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Izadi. We host a daily news podcast called Post Reports. Every weekday afternoon, Post Reports takes you inside an important and interesting story with the kind of reporting that you can only get from The Washington Post. You can listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. Go find it now and hit follow. Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. When Tylo got started in Korea, hip-hop was really niche. But now, more than a decade later, Korean hip-hop is just part of the normal mainstream landscape. In a lot of ways, the industry has caught up to what people like Tablo were already doing. Back when he was getting started, people in the music industry might have called Tablo a quote-unquote bedroom producer. This was a word that people used for artists who were making tracks on cheap equipment or just their laptops. But nowadays, that term is almost irrelevant because just about every producer is starting out from their bedroom. And we now take it for granted that thanks to social media, anyone could be a star. Yeah. How many of you guys have seen me on YouTube? Yeah. And uh, I come from a little town in Canada. And major artists have adapted to that too. Musicians and artists have started to open up their lives on social media. And we're talking 24-7 coverage. People cooking or doing their makeup or whatever. Hi. I just wanted to pop in and say hello. I am live. It is Bright Minded Live with Miley. All right, so let me cut this cucumber. Okay, I'm looking at the DMs, but I actually can't because it goes so fast because you guys are so amazing. There used to be like this distance between the artists and the fans. Professor Hedging Lee again. The artists didn't feel like it was their job to use social media to broadcast everything that they're doing or to like express their feelings. They would use the social media as a tool for promotional purposes. But now we're seeing the artists using these tools to just casually talk with the fans, not necessarily inviting a conversation, but at least kind of revealing their private self a little mm -hmm. bit and i think that has allowed the fans to kind of feel like they're getting to know the artist at a more personal level but that amount of access and interaction 
also means that fans can criticize artists directly like never before. And today we're counting down our picks for the top 10 celebs who are constantly getting canceled. Chrissy Teigen also recently tried to show off the results of her eyebrow transplant and her critics were appalled by her rich people problems. This, this is a serious situation. I just heard that Avril Lavigne has been dead since 2003. And the fact that Korean artists are now more global than ever means they're being exposed to new demands from fans in other countries to use their platform for something. We're not satisfied with just art. We want to know who these artists really are. This might be weird in other genres of music, but within the culture of hip-hop, that's always kind of been there. It's just more serious now. I feel like that's one of the tough things about hip-hop yeah right we value maybe above all else being real being authentic but what counts for quote-unquote real is actually fairly rigid what kind of real that we are interested in there there's a real way to dress you know there's an authentic way to dress there's an authentic way to talk and if you don't do that then it's just who is this nerd who is this outsider and so you should adjust yourself accordingly. But then the flip of that is if you're adjusting yourself, that's not real. Yeah. And also the concept of real just constantly changes. Yes. And this isn't just a, like just in Korea. Like remember when Kanye came out? Yeah. And how that was like the moment where we had to like the world had to decide, are you going to be for 50 Cent? Yes. Or are you going to be for Kanye? Kanye, yeah. Because... In all ways, they were different. And then Kanye happened, and everyone just started, you know, wearing, like, skinny jeans. Yeah. <laughs> and when that happened, uh, I think a lot of Korean kids kind of felt like, oh, yes, because now Kanye is dressing like us. <laughs> really? Yeah. And... There's something really interesting about the way that Tableau talks about culture shifting over time, about who gets to be real and what authentic is. Because I think in some ways, hip-hop might be the one culture that makes us ask all these uncomfortable questions. Hip-hop is perhaps the one genre in which authenticity is at a premium, right? Right, true. Professor Kyutag Lee. If it, if it even comes across as quote-unquote fake mm. or not real or inauthentic yeah. you're done yeah you will not be hip-hop yeah question of authenticity always matters where do you draw the line between appreciation or learning from or hybridization mm. and appropriation it is very difficult to answer but if you only like imitate mm-hmm. something that original hip-hop musicians are doing mm. without understanding why they are doing or without showing your own interpretation, I may consider it as a cultural appropriation because mm. if you if if I call it as a cultural hybridization, it means that you understand the different culture and try to mix with the culture uh, with the different culture with your own right to create something different from your original culture as well as the original hip-hop music, for example. There's a reason why I waited to the last episode before even mentioning cultural appropriation. It's not that I think the topic needs to be avoided. It's that there's something particularly American 
about the way that we tend to ask questions about whether or not somebody's done enough homework to properly understand a culture. Topics like culture and authenticity, these are difficult things to talk about. And in theory, this is where the internet should come in. Thanks to message boards and social media, we have a convenient way to have conversations where, at the very least, you could learn how other people think. But as we saw with Tajin Yo, an online conversation can also quickly become an online mob. I think what was interesting about the Tajin Yo case is that people were using the internet as a way to like uncover truth or whatever truth that they had in mind, right? right? And thinking that that was their way of pursuing justice. And I wonder if that's what we're seeing with so many like fringe groups. In the United States, fringe groups are organizing in a pretty similar model to the way that Tai Yo did. On Reddit forums, Telegram channels, discords, they're demanding the truth from politicians, the media, and really anyone that they believe is lying. And just like with Taijin Yo, as those ideas become more mainstream, it becomes harder to call them fringe groups. They're, you know, just groups with questions and alternative facts. And as they continue to spread misinformation, they gain more followers. And look, it's probably a little extreme to say that we can draw a straight line from Taijin Yo to QAnon. But both groups share not only a mission, but a methodology. A distributed, decentralized group with anonymous leaders who can be swapped in or out at any time that relentlessly pursues their version of justice and truth. Truth is such a subjective thing right now. My truth might not be the same as yours. If that's the world that we're living in, then how can we survive together? How can we coexist? This question from Professor Hedging Lee sticks with me because, listen, it's easy to look at the conspiracy theories like Taijin Yo and QAnon and look at the, frankly, bonkers research that they're doing and laugh and say, yo, these people, they lost their minds. Just forget about them and just move on. But the reality is, is that these people are victims of misinformation. And that's not me telling you that you have to feel sorry for them. I'm just saying we have to live with these people because if anything, the story of Taijin Yo is a warning that these pursuits of truth and justice can start to warp our ability to understand each other as people. Tableau was just one of the first people to experience what the future was going to look like. I was in the hospital because of my dad and this mom and her daughter, like her middle school, high school daughter, are walking by and this the mom just comes straight to my face as if... I'm not an actual person, but maybe like a character or an avatar. Mm-hmm. Uh, and right to my face says, this guy, this isn't this the guy that lied about his school? Like right to my face to her daughter. And these things were happening constantly. Jesus. You know, all the articles then and after that have described this as like an online phenomenon. Mm-hmm. Right? as problems with the internet like yeah. as if fake news is confined to this like digital space right and it certainly is not it is so connected to the real world the longer we neglect that the harder it will become to do anything about it 
it is hard to put into words what exactly we witnessed today because we have not seen this before. Thousands storming the Capitol after a rally with President Trump. <laughs> Hey man, glad to see you guys. You guys are fucking patriots. Look at this guy, he's got covered in blood. God bless him. And maybe, just maybe, if we'd been paying attention, at the very least, we wouldn't have been so unprepared when misinformation grew to extremism and spilled offline into real life consequences. It's now been more than 10 years since Tableau's life was changed forever by Tajinyo. When you talk about sort of the effects on you, you sort of seem to be more or less okay with that. Yeah. And even when it was happening, it seemed like you'd sort of accepted, oh, okay, my, my career is over. Okay. Yeah. And then when it spread to your family, that was when it was, okay, no, like I'm fighting this. You also told me about how it affected your brother. What what kind of conversations do you have with your brother now? I mean, 10 years on. Um, we don't talk about this. Really? Yeah, we don't talk about this. It, it just brings up too many different things, you know? Yeah. After my dad passed away, honestly, um, our family has not been the same. We don't talk that much anymore. It just... Yeah, because it just brings up too much. Mm-hmm. Especially this case, we just don't discuss it. It's just it's connected to too many, uh, too many different bad things, I guess. So we, uh, you know, we don't talk that much anymore because there's nothing we can talk about to avoid talking about this. You know. Mm. It's our biggest shared uh, memory, which sucks, but it's impossible for us to not talk about this. So we just talk about stupid things, you know, irrelevant, inconsequential things, I guess. I, I don't think I've ever talked about this with my uh, brother and my sister. I've talked about it with my sister. She was sort of detached. Right. But I don't think I've ever talked to my mom about it or after this. Do you think there's a point where you'd be able to do that? Uh, I don't think I really want to. Um, to tell you the frank truth, like I intended to never revisit this. Uh, and I told the people that I work with, I told my team, you know, like this is just something I don't want to discuss. Uh, I don't want to think about. I'm doing, I'm doing much better now with these memories tucked away, right? And uh, I had a conversation with like my, uh, you know, my manager, and like I, I, I started seeing like this world. You know, I seeing things happen that just constantly reminded me of what I went through. And noticing how it's not getting any better. And now that my daughter is, uh, you know, she's, she's going she's gonna to have to live in that world. 
Uh, and I was telling my manager, you know, like I, I really don't want to, but I think I need to start talking about like what I experienced. I need to, uh, start, you know, revisiting it mm-hmm. because, you know, I, I know that this isn't going to change anything. I, I know that it's not going to like just one day snap all these problems away. At the very least, Tableau can keep moving forward. Epic High just dropped their latest album. There was a lot of anticipation for this one. But even Tableau's surprised at not only the critical reception, but the fans. People are saying that this is their favorite Epic High album ever. But I don't think this is surprising at all. For almost 20 years, Epic High has been proving themselves. In their first albums, They were trying to teach an entire country what hip-hop even was. Then they wanted to prove that they could do pop music too. Then they had to prove that despite the scandals and the haters, that they still had it. But they don't have to prove anything anymore. And today, Tableau is known for being Tableau the dad, just as much as he's known for his music. Would you rather be stuck in a bathroom for 24 hours or be stuck in a car for 24 hours? Okay, is the car moving? No. When you search Tableau and Epic High on YouTube, you'll see his music. But you'll also see even more clips of him hanging out with the other members, telling stories about his family, and just joking around. And he's cool with that. The Taijinyo thing is more in the background now. He tries not to think about it too much. It's hard because people still bring it up. Anytime there's a rumor or an online accusation, people compare it to Tableau and start talking about Taijin Yo all over again. For the longest time, Tableau was trying to take the advice of everyone around him to put all that in the past behind him. But he knows that's not happening. It made me wonder something. Are you worried that talking about this again, it's like kicking the hornet's nest again? Um, I mean, like, but, but, you know, I got to kick the hornet's nest for people to realize there's hornets here. Mm. Uh, whether or not this will kick the hornet's nest again, I don't know. It's actually something I didn't really, that didn't really occur to me until now. Until, <laughs> really? Yeah. You mentioned it and kind of scares me too. Really? Yeah. Of course, because now my daughter can Google stuff, and she mm-hmm. she has a you know, she has a phone, like she has friends with phones, yeah. And um, yeah, of course, of course, uh, it's something that worries me. Like this experience I had resulted in nothing good. I didn't like overcome this. I didn't like have a big victory just because these people went to jail. Uh, I didn't. I wasn't vindicated like um, people want to say. Like there, there was nothing really good about this. No matter how you spin it, I lost too much that I can't get back. Uh, so there's nothing good about it. But I, I don't want to leave it at that. It sounds to me like you're saying you hope that people should be able to learn from this. Yeah. But you don't sound optimistic that they will. 
Yeah, but I gotta try. Being real, I think Tableau is doing what a lot of us do when we go through something terrible. You know that phrase, everything happens for a reason? And you know how when somebody tells you that, when you're going through it, that it just feels kind of empty? Well, Tableau is living through that. And he's hoping it's true. Maybe it happened because I uh, I have uh, the ability to to use it in some way. Like in some positive way, and uh, if it becomes, uh, you know, like a conversation between people about mm. misinformation, about um, you know what, how easy we trust things, we believe things, uh, just just the various different things that are like that are a part of this story. Mm. Uh, I feel like some of it could lead to something good. The fever is not over, not by a long shot. Looking around at the world online, it might get worse. But maybe, someday, we'll at least get to see the flowers. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. There's a lot happening these days. But I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters, without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. 
Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Authentic is a production of Vice Audio and iHeart Podcast Network. Special thanks to Junior Kwon from Vice Korea, Sumpyo Hong, Therese Reyes, Nina Sudra, and Kim Pierce. Also thanks to Stacey Harrington, Samantha Rodriguez, and Jason Guberman. We'd also like to thank Eddie Nam, Brian Goh, and Nji Min. Our translators for the series were Sarah Ri and Jen Kwan. Authentic is produced and reported by Stephanie Karayuki, Minji Koo, Kate Osborne, and myself, with Janet Lee, Stephanie Brown, and Sam Egan. Sound design and original music composition by Kyle Murdoch, with additional support from Natasha Jacobs. Our supervising producer is Janet Lee. Editing from Lacey Roberts. Fact-checking by Minji Koo and Nicole Pasulka. This episode features music from Epic High, from their album Fever's End, distributed by YG Entertainment. This episode also features music from BTS of Big Hit Entertainment. Thanks also to KBS for their show, The Return of Superman. Our executive producer and VP of Vice Audio is Kate Osborne. From iHeart Podcast Network, executive producers Nikki Etor and Lindsay Hoffman. I'm Dexter Thomas. Make sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts so you don't miss an episode. And if you dig it, give us a rating and a review. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. 
Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. The wait is over. The shy is back on Paramount Plus, and the stakes have never been higher. Everything changes on the South Side when a new threat comes to power in the Showtime original series from Emmy winner Lena Waithe. Battle lines will be drawn, alliances will shift, and danger lies around every corner, leaving everyone to wonder who they can trust. Visit ParamountPlus.com slash shot to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July 14th. Subscription auto-renews. Restrictions apply.